Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I wanted us to take a look at the wonderful letter of Romans uh, written by the Apostle Paul. And in his overarching theme of Romans, he deals with the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God, the righteousness conveying this idea that uh, we've been made right with a sovereign God because of our sins and us accepting Jesus Christ. Uh, God made it possible for us to be in good standings again with him. Uh, once the fall happened, uh, where uh, Romans actually give us a historicity of how we all got to this point, where Paul talks about wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Um, Romans 5 and 12. And Paul gives us a snapshot of where we all came from. Uh, Adam, who served as our Federalist, meaning that God chose him to represent all of humanity. And in a few weeks, I'll be uh, talking um, with City Church of Sacramento uh, doing a presentation on why they're suffering. And one of my um, anecdotes is coming straight from the scriptures. If we want to know how we got to this point, why is there famine? Uh, Why is there war? Uh, Why is there infanticide? Why is there abandonment? Why is there health challenges? Why are we not able to live into the hundreds? Why uh, are our foods contaminated? All of these issues are able to be uh, seen from an advantageous perspective if we put on the biblical lenses. What I'm saying is, because we know God, and because God is the truth, when we look at life from what he's telling us versus what the world is telling us, it makes more sense when we look at life from a Christian paradigm. So in this book of Romans, the third chapter, where Paul is essentially um, given an insight into the spiritual expectations of believers. And he's writing uh, to Christians who have a Jewish background. And it's apparent uh, that this is the case because of the language he's using, because of the examples he's using, and, and because of 
um, the time frame that he's writing it in. And so uh, when we look at the book of Romans, which deals with the righteousness of God, the first chapter, uh, Paul is challenging them. Paul is uh, detailing what righteous people do versus what unrighteous people do. And he gives some very specific examples of the conduct of righteousness versus the conduct that's produced from unrighteousness. So in this third chapter, uh, verse 1, he says, What advantage then is there being a Jew, or what value is there in circumcision? Much in every way. Verse 2. Verse of all, uh, first of all, the Jews have been entrusted with the very words of God. What if some were unfaithful? Would their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Let God be true and every human being a liar, as it is written, so that ye may prove right when you speak and prevail when you judge. And so uh, Paul is quoting from Psalms 51 and 4. But more importantly, as, as we look at the text, um, Paul is saying, let God be true. Let God be true in his essence. Let God be true in what he's uh, sharing with us. Uh, and God is true. His words are true. So he's challenging his readers. What advantage then is there in being a Jew? And what's, what's happening is there were uh, those inside the church and some even outside the church who were given misinformation about salvation. Um, one of those clusters were the group of Judaizers. Uh, these were uh, those that professed to be Christians, but their theology uh, dismissed the principles of Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And what Ephesians 2, 8, 9 reminds us of is that, for by grace are ye saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. They were adding to this recipe for salvation. And the Judaizers were saying, yes, it's, uh, the, you, you should believe in Jesus Christ. You should accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. You should confess your sins and accept him as Lord. However, you also need to be circumcised physically. So what they were doing is they were combining or bringing in uh, the Jewish traditions we had already been denounced by Christ himself. For it's not the physical circumcision that make you righteous. And that's uh, uh, the, the hallmark of uh, Paul's teachings, which is also the hallmark of Christ's teachings. That physical uh, circumcision does not automatically qualify you or make you righteous before God. Just think about all of, uh, uh, of, of the men who've been circumcised who didn't know God. Just because you've been circumcised don't, doesn't mean that God uh, has qualified you or has uh, categorized you as righteous. What Paul then was teaching was the circumcision of the heart. It's a spiritual uh, circumcision that must take place in, uh, in order for our righteousness to be approved by God. 
So my question to all of you that are listening. Have you been circumcised spiritually? And really, all that means is that has your heart been converted? Have you bent your heart towards God? And if your heart belongs to God, it is due to the relationship between the heart and the mind. If your heart is bent towards God, then you have a transformation of your mind. The things that you used to do, you don't do anymore. The things that you used to say, you don't say anymore. The way that you used to think has not been transformed. And this is why in Romans chapter 12, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because our actions are influenced by our minds. So Paul is challenging uh, his audience. It's not a race thing. Right? It doesn't make you any more holy just because you are a descendant of Jews. Not when it comes to Christ. Uh, the, the, the Jewish brothers and sisters do not have um, uh, any more holiness because they're uh, biological Jews. And that's why Paul in his letters constantly reminds them there's no uh, Jew or Gentile. There's no male or female. God sees us equally uh, when it comes to our condition. He's looking at the heart. And at the foot of the cross, the ground is equal. The ground is equal. Because we've all that were born into sin, we've all were born sinners. We were... We, we are all born as sinners. And that's what we learn from, uh, from this letter, that we're all born sinners. And, and because of that, we have to do something about it. It doesn't matter how old you are. As cute as that little baby is, he or she was born with sin um, as part of their faculty. So as we move down in Romans 3, verse 5, But if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? That God is unjust in bringing his wrath on us? I'm using a human argument. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Again, Paul uh, is using logic in this verse. And he's saying, but if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness, righteousness more clearly what shall we say so he's comparing um this teaching of being circumcised physically in order to be saved that is the human's unrighteousness and he and and he's making it clear if that's what it is then that makes what god is saying wrong but he's saying that's not the case god can't be wrong because if god was wrong in him promoting spiritual circumcision and not physical circumcision, then how can uh, a God that has uh, the ability to be wrong, how can he judge us? Because he's not, no longer perfect if God is wrong. And he's saying that's not so. God is never wrong. Someone might argue in verse 7, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases his glory, Why am I still condemned as a sinner? And that's a good question, 
right? If God is flawed, then how can he condemn any sinners? And we know that God is not flawed. This is why he can judge us perfectly, truthfully, wholly. Why not say as some slanderously claim that we say, let us do evil that good may result. Their condemnation is just. And there are people that do that. Verse 8, Paul is saying, why not say, as some slanderously claim, that we, that we say, let us do evil that good may result. And this is the inclination of our society today. Um, there are those who are doing evil, but yet they are expecting a good result. No, evil acts, evil actions would never produce righteousness. Just because, and we used to talk about this in seminary, just because something works doesn't mean it's righteous. Just because something works doesn't mean it's righteous. Let me explain. Just because um, lying, as an example, may work, an individual that lies on a consistent basis and they get away with uh, not being found out immediately, just because it works to get you out of a a situation doesn't mean that God has approved of what you're doing or what you've done. You always have to live with this guilt. You, You know you did it. God knows you did it. You can't run away from your conscience. You're always looking over your shoulders. You're always trying to cover your, your, your tracks. You're always trying to uh, um, figure out if somebody else have uncovered your lies. So even though humanity has not legally uh, 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 caused you to answer for your, uh, your lies and your misinformation, you're still held accountable because of your conscience. And it doesn't matter how seared your conscience is because you're still looking over your shoulders. You're still trying to figure out who knows or who doesn't know. So it's important that we uh, align ourselves with the Spirit of God and learn how to walk righteously, walk in concert with the Holy God. Amen. Walk in concert with the Holy God. Then as we move forward, um, to verse 9, he says, what shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Not at all. For we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. Amen. So just because and, and we have to look at it from a first century perspective. Just because the Jews were first called by uh, by God into a relationship uh, with him, uh, it was God that chose this group of people. It was God that selected them uh, to uh, bear the uh, legacy of the Messiah. It was God who's responsible and gets all the credit. It wasn't that the Jews were ontologically any more special than other groups. God is the one that selected them. So if anybody's going to brag, it ought to be uh, bragging on God, not uh, uh, bragging on your heritage in the sense that uh, you're, you're, you, you deem your heritage to be more superior than other people's heritage. 
And that's what Paul is trying to convey. This is a shocking message to people who felt as though they were special just because of their race. And this is the struggle that America is going through. There are individuals who believe they are better than other people just because of their race. And I expect that from the world because the world is still under the power of sin. However, this should not be inside of God's church. This whole uh, movement that's going on since the pandemic uh, it's been highlighted. It didn't start in the pandemic. It just was highlighted during the pandemic. I'm not even going to give, uh, give the title of it, uh, but let me deal with the crux of their message. Any message, any message within God's church that promotes the ideology that one race is better than another race because of their skin color, it's a heretical teaching, and it's not from God. Because Paul tells us right here, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is no one, no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. Uh, all have turned away. They have together become worthless. There's no one who does good, not even one. There's none righteous, no, not one. So when we are born, we're born with a sin nature. It's not that black people have more sin than white people. It's not that white people have more sin than black people. It's not that uh, Asians have more uh, sin than another race. No, we're all equally guilty. And God demands, regardless of race, that we all surrender to him. So we can't get caught up in these false teachings, these false theological movements that are trying to supplant the word of God. Then we can't get our theology from social activism. We as Christians, if we do what we're supposed to do, which is to be a good neighbor, if we, if, if we are uh, apt uh, to stand up to unrighteousness, to help those neighbors that need us, then that's what God demands of us, to be a good neighbor. That was the whole point of the whole narrative that Jesus talked about with being a good neighbor, uh, the, the good Samaritan. So we as Christians, if you do see racism, God wants us to stand up as led by the Spirit to address racism. If we see um, unfairness, God expects us as led by the Spirit to address this injustice. So when the Holy Spirit of God moves on our heart to point out certain things, we have to be obedient. And in many cases, because we have not spoken up against things like racism, the world is looking at us and uh, they're not respecting our influence because we're being hypocritical. This is why Paul says, uh, let love be without dissimulation. And that word dissimulation means hypocrisy. We can't say we love Jesus. And then seeing our brothers and sisters being mistreated and, and be silent about it. Yes, we are not going to allow the world to dictate to us what our doctrines are. But when we're not being obedient to our own doctrines, 
then God holds us accountable, and ironically, the world holds us accountable. So our theology has to come from the word of God. And we learn that there's no one who is ontologically superior than another person. God sees us all the same. And the color that he gave us, the color of our skin, belongs to him. God is the one that created the multiplicity of skin colors. He's the one that gave us our brilliant arrays of hues. He's the one that gave us all of these beautiful colors, skin tones. God gave it to us. So since he gave it to us, he should be able to tell us how we ought to treat our condition. And our condition is beautiful. I'm glad we have uh, brothers and sisters of different colors. Then I'm even more glad that we're able to have uh, different dialects as dictated by the Tower of Babel when God confounded, their, uh, confounded uh, them and uh, Nimrod and his movement and gave us multiple languages. So we owe everything to God. And because everything belongs to God, we must seek his face in how to deal with what he's given us. We should never use it for wrong. So Paul is to writing to this audience and letting them know just because you're Jews doesn't give you more of an advantage than a Gentile Christian. And he goes on and, 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 and he argues after Romans 3 and 10. He says, um, all have turned away. They have, they have together become worthless. There's no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. And the way of peace they do not know. There's no fear of God before their eyes. These are individuals uh, going around teaching false doctrines. And because of their poisonous teachings, people are being led astray. People are being emotionally hurt. People are being psychologically ruined. And Paul uh, meets them right where they are with his address, with this letter. We can't listen to poisonous teaching. Now we know that whatever the law says, verse 19, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. So, essentially, Paul is saying if we really uh, look at the law the way it was intended to be viewed, we would all come to the conclusion that our efforts to try to get to know God outside of his prescription is worthless. You can't pay enough to become righteous. You can't uh, work enough to become righteous. Righteousness come by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, doing it through faith and being sincere about it because the work is already done. We just have to accept uh, Jesus and believe that he is who he is. I pray that you got something from today's episode. 
Uh, we just thank you for your prayers. Please continue to support us financially. You can go to srministries.org. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith. But I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry. Your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.